I feel good. No, 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 no. I knew that I would now because I've decided to. <laughs> do you make decisions quickly? What have you decided to do with your life? Do you need to be decisive because you're a boss or a leader? Or do you have some big decisions to make in your life and you'd like a foolproof plan on how to be better at decision making? Or how do I know that the the decision I'm about to make is going to be a good one? Uh, Are you scared of making decisions because you're scared of making the wrong one? And is it possible then that we end up being indecisive? Could we get into the habit of being indecisive uh, and procrastinating our decisions because we don't go now? So is there a way to become more decisive? And I share that as a a really interesting question. I, I came to a position in my life where I had to do that. I was managing a health club in Sydney, Australia. I was 18 years of age. Everybody that worked on my team Uh, with me was older than me. I had no experience of running health clubs and certainly no leadership experience, really, uh, real life experience. And I had to learn quickly. So I did lots of study, research, analysed great leaders uh, and worked on becoming decisive because I knew that as a leader, I had to make decisions quickly. Uh, When I look back over my life, uh, and I'm sure you've done the same, uh, could I have made a better decision there? And there's two parts to that. One is you can't change anything you've done in the past. So every every decision you ever made was obviously a great decision because you can't change it. Isn't that awesome? Uh, beating yourself up over a decision that you made that that could have been better, uh, why would you waste your time doing such a thing? How about learn? I, that was a decision that if I'd made a better one, maybe things would have been different. But they weren't because you didn't. It did, they just aren't. We, we can't change the past. But what did I learn from that experience, that situation that I can take into my future and become better? I, I love that. That's a, that's a great decision to make. Forget about the past, learn from it and move on. How's that for a decision? But what I did learn and very privileged to have uh, been able to apply to my life and so I can look back over my life and say I, I have made some very good decisions with my life uh, based on this particular process. How do I ask the right questions, not to tell myself what to do? How do I ask the right questions so that my brain gives me the right answers about the decisions that I need to make? And when you look at the big areas of life, and that's what Romax is here for, how do I get healthy, fit and strong? How do I have a career or business that I love? How do I be financially free and how do I have great people in my life? I want to make the right decisions in those areas. So how do I make sure that I pick the, the right thing to do? So there's a beautiful series of questions and I run them through my headspace every time I've got a decision to make. But before I have to ask those questions, there's a really important experience to take yourself through. It's been the driving force for my life and I learned it at 18 years of age. When I went to a management or leadership and management conference, uh, when the owner of the health club who employed me to be the manager at 18 years of age said, you need to go and learn some stuff, young lady. Uh, And this is what I learned. So at 18 years of age, I was given this extremely special gift that has made my life so much uh, easier, better, made me stronger, wiser. So the first day of this leadership and management conference, the question was, who are you? And it was very simple. Pick five words that you would like A to B, have a reputation to be, and that you are planning on living your life to be. Uh, It sounds really simple and it was for me, the first bit was easy, which was write down who are you or who do you want to be, what do you want to be known as? 
And my words came very quickly. Tough and fair, positive, stylish, disciplined and professional. All of those words are very important to me for very specific and particular reasons. And I decided, I was 18 years of age, I will for the rest of my life be tough and fair, positive, stylish, disciplined and professional. That was easy. The next part of that exercise was, are you that person now? And if somebody came into your life right now with, without you in it, would every part of your life be representative of those five words? So if somebody went to your house right now, would they look in your house and say, in this house lives a tough and fair, positive, stylish, disciplined and professional person? That's where this got really ugly <laughs> because that's not who I was. That's who I wanted to be, but it wasn't who I was now. And I always joke about this because if you'd gone to my house that day, in my fridge you would have found a rotten banana and some green cordial. That was all that was in my fridge. And I had this vision of somebody going to my house thinking that I was a tough and fair, positive, stylish, disciplined and professional woman. And in my fridge was a rotten banana and some green cordial. And the question was if people looked in your library, if they looked in your bank account, if they looked at your car, if they looked in the third drawer in your kitchen, if they looked at your whole life, would they find a tough and fair, positive, stylish, disciplined, professional person? And of course, for me, the answer was no. I had some very ugly books in my library. My bank account didn't look very good at the time. My, the, my circle of influence wasn't good. I had to make some changes. And that was a really beautiful part of this process is I decided, and this is what this is about, we all get to make decisions. We get to be decisive if we choose to be. And I decided on the, uh, it was, I was 18 years of age that I was going to be for the rest of my life, tough and fair, positive, stylish, disciplined, professional, and every part of my life would be representative of that. So the decision-making process now becomes very easy because once you decide who you are, Now you just have to live that person. Just be that person. It's simple, isn't it? Decide who you are and be that person. So every time I need to make a decision, I just ask myself that question. Rowie, what would a tough and fair, positive, stylish, disciplined and professional person do in this situation? And I run through them for everything. Would Would she wear this? Would she go there? Would she be involved with these people? Would she do that? Would she take on that mission? Would she be thinking that way? Would she have that headspace? It's really easy to make decisions. Rowie, what would a tough and fair, positive, stylish, disciplined and professional person do? And I use this example all the time because people think it's a bit odd that I exercise every day. But I always ask this question, would a disciplined person make an excuse not to exercise or would they exercise? Of course they would exercise. Would a disciplined person leave their bed unmade or make their bed? Of course they're going to make their bed. Would a disciplined person do everything required? Would a disciplined and professional person do everything required to keep learning and growing and become better at what they do? So people say, Rowie, how come you learn every day, you study every day, you're always putting new stuff into your brain every day yes because that's what professional people do and that's what disciplined people do uh no i don't use negative words because i've decided to be a positive person so if somebody whines at me or whinges at me or says something negative to me i turn it into a positive because that's who i am uh if somebody whines and whinges and complains to me because my first two words are tough and fair I will be tough with that person, but also fair. So if somebody whines to me about something, my question is always, can you fix that situation? What have you done to fix that situation? Or are you just whining? Which is tough, but it's also fair. 
uh, when I employed over 200 people at one stage, if somebody came to me with a complaint, my first question would always be, you've given me a, a complaint, you've given me a problem, you've given me a challenge, have you got three solutions to your challenge? Which is tough when somebody wants to whine at you. But it's fair because if you've got a a problem, should you have thought about at least three things that could be the solution versus just be a whiner? So I'm using that example because decision-making process for me has been very easy since since 18 years of age. Who are you? Five words to describe who you are. I connected them to my fingers, tough and fair, positive, stylish, disciplined and professional. And now making decisions since I was 18 years of age has been a very simple process. So could you do that too? Could you decide, I'm going to be this person? And you might pick three words, two words, 17 words. It doesn't matter. But however many words you choose, and that's they, those words describe who you are, and they become imprinted into your brain, and you become that person, then making decisions is really simple. Would that be fair? And a very simple process to put into place. Maybe not so simple to apply on a day-to-day basis, but I'll rephrase that. Is it possible that if, if you are ever put in a situation where you have to make a decision, you're now holding yourself accountable to your own decisions. I'll go a step further. I have parents and teachers who often share with me, we've got naughty kids or we've got, uh, we've got children who don't behave or we've got children who, who, have, who we wish would have better behaviour. Is that a word? Yes, behaviour. And I have never had a challenge with that since I went through this process myself because when you decide who you're going to be, now you've got to hold yourself accountable to your own decision. Isn't that beautiful? Decision-making is awesome. I made a decision. Now I hold myself accountable to my decision. Well, I do that with all ages. And as I shared, I had 200 people working for me of all different ages from 15 through to um, the oldest person ever been on my team has been 80. Uh, I've had, uh, I work with young children, five, six, seven years of age. I work with teenagers. I work with corporate people, medical professionals. And anybody that has has ever been on my team, the very first process that I go through with them as a a communication tool for us to get to know each other is to ask them that that question, who are you? So I will share with a five-year-old, who are you? Who do you want your friends to think you to think you are? What kind of person do you want to be? What kind of reputation do you want to have? And five-year-olds are really cool because they'll say, I want to be kind and I want to be strong and I want to be friendly and I want to be happy. So I just, I write those words down. I get them to write those words down. We record them somewhere. So you're a happy, kind, uh, respectful, friendly person, for example. And five-year-olds get that. They're really smart. So then if a five-year-old is uh, misbehaving, if a five-year-old is uh, showing behaviour that isn't kind, isn't friendly, isn't uh, respectful, I just ask the question, little Johnny, you've shared with me that you want people to know you as a kind and a friendly and as a, as a respectful, beautiful person and whatever their words are. Uh, this thing that you've just done, how does that fit in with those words? So now I'm holding somebody accountable to their own decision. I've decided I'm going to be this person. I haven't told somebody the kind of person I want them to be. They've told me the kind of person that they want to be and now I'm holding them accountable to that decision. So whether somebody's 5 or 15, 25 or 55, I do exactly the same thing, including myself. Rowie, 
you've shared with yourself and the rest of the world that you're tough and fair, positive, stylish, disciplined and professional. What you just did now, is that appropriate for that person? Decision-making process, really easy. Behaviour, really easy. So what about the big decisions in life where you really have to sit down and say, okay, what would a tough and fair, positive, stylish, disciplined and professional person do in this situation? And then there's this beautiful set of questions. Now, for me, this next set of questions is what I apply to everything that's important to me. And I've used it for every single one of my personal exercise coaching clients, all of my team players, everybody that's ever been on the team with me, we go through this process. So the there's a decision to be made. The first question is, what do you want? And that's not selfish, that's not... Uh, what's the word, narcissistic, <laughs> that's just what is it that you want. So you've, you've got to make a decision, but there's got to be an outcome to the decision. So what do you want? Very important question because a lot of people don't know what they want and that's why I think we get caught up in a lot of stupidity because we don't know what we want. So what do you want? You've, you've got to make a decision, what do you want? Next question is, of course, why do you want that? And I always use why because I think it's the driving force between I've made a decision for what I want, I want to achieve my goal, the why, if the why is strong enough, if I've got, I only need one why, but if I've got 25, that's probably even better. But a really good, strong why I want something will be the driving force to why I achieve it. So what do I want? Why do I want it? Then I always ask this question, where do I want it? And I create a picture. So if I have to make a decision, for example, I'll use something simple, if I want to go on holidays. So what do you want to do? Why do, you, why do you want to go on holidays? Why do you want to go there? Where is it? So do you want to stay in a hotel? Do you want to go camping? Do you want to uh, stay in a, in a cabin? Do, wh where is it? And, and get a visual picture of what you want that to look like. So what do you want? Why do you want it? Where is it going to happen? And the, the visual is really important. If I use something that's very important, which is your health and fitness, of course, what do you want? What does healthy and fit strong look like for you, Rowie? What do you want to be able to achieve? What mountain do you want to climb? What run do you want to do? What clothes do you want to fit into? Whatever it is, the what is very important, yes? What do you want? But why? Why do you want to climb that mountain? Why do you want to wear that particular outfit? Why do you want to be able to ski in summer, uh, water ski in summer and snow ski in winter? Why do you want to live to 120? The why is the headspace that produces the answers for the driving force, yeah? So what do you want? Why do you want it? Where do you want it? So I'll use the example, if there's an article of clothing that you want to fit into, where in the house are you going to try it on? What mirror are you going to look into? Where on your body does those clothes need to fit you? So if it doesn't fit at the moment, where on my body do I need it? To, do I need to make changes? Do I need to have less fat on my hips? Do I need to have uh, less fat on my abdominals? Do I need to have stronger thighs? What is it? So there's a visual picture for me to be able to see. So what do you want? Why do you want it? Where do you want it? Which is the visual then when do you want it? And I think we forget about how important a time frame is. Elite athletes understand this, of course. Every elite athlete on the planet, if they're going to a world championship or an Olympic Games or a 
Commonwealth Games or a, a national championship, they'll know the exact day, date and time of their competition and they strive to be ready by that time or they work backwards from there. So they say, okay, I've got to be ready by this day, date and time. What do I have to do to make sure that from now till then I do all the things that I need to do? But they've got an exact time frame. So if I'm making a decision, for me that's a simple process. What do you want? Why do you want it? Where do you want it? Visualize it. What's the exact day, date and time that you want it to happen? Then comes the two emotional questions which are really important. How will I feel when I achieve it? When I make this decision and it happens, the goal is achieved, I make this happen, how will I feel emotionally? Big words to describe that. So it's the big pleasure experiences. How will I feel? And I love doing that because I I love using passionate, powerful words, of course. But the next question is really interesting. Rowie, how will you feel if you don't achieve it? You need to make a decision. You want this to be the outcome. How will you feel if it's not the outcome? And there's two reasons why the outcome wouldn't happen. One is I'm lazy or undisciplined or I give up. Now, for me, those don't, they just don't compute. But I think about them anyway because I want to understand if you're a lazy person, Rowie, <laughs> or if you're undisciplined or you don't do everything you need to do to make this happen and the day, date and time arrives and you haven't achieved the goal, how will that make you feel? And that to me is really ugly. And it's one of my driving forces when I'm exercising, when I'm studying, when I'm learning, when I'm doing stuff, is what would an average person do right now? What would a loser do right now? Rowie, if you want to feel like that, if you want to feel crappy and terrible, then you should stop. And of course, the only for me, the only definition of failure is to give up. I refuse to give up, so I can't fail. But they're the, they're the reasons why I can't fail, because I use those strong driving emotions. So how will you feel if you do achieve the goal? How will you feel if you don't achieve the goal? I check in with myself on a regular basis. Am I on track right now to achieving my goal? And this is, some people would call this time management. Everything I do all day long, I'm always checking in. Is what I'm doing right now heading me towards my decision, my goal, or away from? It stops procrastination. It stops you from being lazy. It stops you from from being undisciplined. Because if you check in with yourself and say, is what I'm doing right now heading me towards my goal or away from my goal? If it's heading me away from my goal, I just stop and change. So am I on track or off track to achieving my goal? Then I always ask, do I need anybody to help me? Have I done everything I can possibly do myself? And that's obviously the first question. What do I need to do to make this happen? What do I need to change? What do I need to give up? What do I need to do differently to make this decision, this outcome happen? What do I need to do? But then the next question is, if I can't do it all by myself, is there anywhere else that I need to look? Is there a book I need to read? Is there a seminar I need to go to? Is there a conference I need to attend? Are there people I need to brainstorm with to make sure that I've got no excuse for not achieving my goal? So what do I need to do? And then what help do I need to get? A really interesting question is, what barriers would hold me back? I like to bring them up in the beginning. So I've got a big decision to make and I want a certain outcome, I want to decide at the beginning, is there anything that could stop me? Because I want to overcome those challenges right there. Are there people that could bring me down or try to pull me down? Uh, Is there a situation? What about the government rules? What about the, uh, the people in my life who want me to fail? I have a look at all of those things so that I never have an excuse for not achieving my goal. Once I've made a decision, I'm on track to achieving the goal. I don't want any reason to stop me. So I bring up the what if what if question comes up at the beginning. So 
I just wrap that all up. It's really simple. How do you make great decisions? Decide who you're going to be. That's the first one. Who are you? And then be that person. Then every time you've got a big decision to make, you just say, what would this person do? So for me, it's what would a tough and fair, positive, stylish, disciplined, professional person do in this situation? So the decision is easy. Then I ask myself, exactly what outcome do you want from this decision? Why do you want that outcome? Where do you want it? When do you want it? How will you feel if you get the outcome? How will you feel if you don't get the outcome? Are you on track right now and make sure you stay on track? What are you going to do to make sure that you achieve it? What do you have to give up? What do you have to change? What do you have to do differently? And then do, if, if you need any help, who, who and where would the help come from? And then what barriers would stop you? It's a very simple series of questions. They've changed my life. I ask them of everybody that comes into my life, every student, every personal exercise coaching person uh, that's coming to my life, every member of any of my health clubs, any of my team players, I always ask those questions. What do you want? Why do you want it? Where do you want it? When do you want it to happen? How will you feel if it does? How will you feel if it doesn't? Are you on track, off track? What do you need to do? What do you need me to do to help you? And are there any barriers that could hold you back? And that decision-making process for everything, whether it's how to, what to eat for breakfast, where to go on holidays, what to save money for, who to put into your life, what career or business to have, whether to be healthy, fit and strong. And I always like to wrap up with that because, again, people, I get, get some very interesting feed forward on, Rowan, you can't possibly exercise every day. And I always have the same answer. First of all, I brush my teeth every day. I wear clothes every day. I sleep every night. I eat food. I breathe air. That's just a normal part of life. For me, exercise is a normal part of life. But the reason I don't skip my exercise is what would a tough and fair, positive, stylish, disciplined and professional person do when it comes to exercise or brushing their teeth or wearing nice clothes or having a clean car or having a clean house? They would put all of those things into place because that's who they are. So the decision-making process becomes really easy. So if you're, ever, if you're ever in a position where you need to be more decisive, if you are a boss, a leader, a coach, a pastor, a parent, and you have to be decisive for the people in your life, if you've ever been accused of being indecisive, could it be a really good idea to put some of those things into place? Who am I? Be that person. Then decision-making process is easy. Then ask the great questions to make sure that the, the, the decision that you're making is actually important to you and you might find that it's not. And last but not least, it's the little things that make us decisive rather than the big things. If you've got to make a big decision but you're not good at making little decisions, is it possible that you won't make any big decisions either because you're not good at it? So one of the things I learnt pretty quickly is what are we having for dinner? Decide straight away. Not Indian or Chinese or should we have a barbecue or should we have a picnic? No, no, I'm hungry. Let's have Indian. Let's go now. Uh, what kind of movie do you want to see? Do you want to see an action movie or a romantic movie? No, let's just go to the action movie. Go now. I make decisions fast about the little things, the ones that doesn't really matter so that I have become decisive. I've gotten into the habit of being decisive because I make decisions quickly. And the, again, the beautiful thing is I believe, and this is just a personal opinion, there are no right or wrong decisions, just decisions. And the reason I share that is this is true, not my opinion. Once I've made a decision, it's in the past. Once I've acted on a decision and I've, it's, I've moved on, I can't change it. 
So I can't say that was a bad decision because I can't change it. I can't even say it was a good decision because I can't. I just I just made a decision. Now I live with the consequences of that decision, which is either well done, Rowie, woo, you made a great decision, or I need to learn from that because if I could go back and make that decision again, I'd probably make a different one. But I can't do that. That's just silliness. So what can I learn from it and how can I grow from it? Mr. B, hello. I love it when the bees come out because it means it's a sunny, beautiful day. So may your life be the one that you live to the max. Live your life to the max. Hello. <laughs> have you seen the size of the bees? They're really big. And I have to share this if I haven't already because I think it's awesome. These bees in particular, they've been told that they can't fly. According to the aerodynamic engineers in the world, those bees should not be able to fly. And they would say to them if they could speak bee, you shouldn't be able to fl- you shouldn't be able to fly because you're aerodynamically not designed to fly. But luckily, the bees don't understand English and they just fly anyway. So may we become decisive so that if people tell us that we can't do it, we don't listen to the, the crap that people tell us. We decide what we're going to do and we achieve our goals. Wouldn't that be awesome? Because then you'd be living your life to the max. I feel good. No, 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 no. I live my life to the max because I choose to because I'm bloody decisive. Woohoo! <laughs> 